Hey everybody, Jay Farner here, CEO of Rocket Mortgage and Rocket Companies. Last year, we saw historically low mortgage interest rates. In fact, over 1 million homeowners took advantage of refinancing or buying a new home with Rocket Mortgage. What you may not know is that interest rates are already starting to increase again. And it's likely that trend is only going to continue. Our team of experts is standing by to help you save before rates go up. With an official mortgage review from Rocket Mortgage, you'll see just how much money you could save by making a move right now. Don't look back over these next few weeks and wish that you would take an action. You could save hundreds on your mortgage payments or pay off your home loan earlier than planned. You could even take cash out of your home to pay off high-interest debt, complete home repairs, or bulk up on an emergency fund. When you want to secure a low rate, Rocket can. Call 833-8-ROCKET or visit rocketmortgage.com. Rocket. Call for cost information and conditions equal housing lender licensed in all 50 states and MLSConsumerAccess.org number 3030. We're in a battle for America's soul. Liberty is at risk. It's time to speak up. Welcome to Brooke Talks America with author, publisher, conservative advisor, and patriot. Brooke says, for years, Brooke's been behind the scenes, helping conservative leaders articulate a vision for a better America. Now, she's front and center, and the mic is hot. Here is your host, Brooke Says. Hello, hello. Welcome to Brooke Talks America, where we discuss politics and culture from an unapologetically conservative perspective each and every time. I'm your host, Brooke Says, conservative patriot, still proud, deplorable, and columnist, which you can read on my website, brooktalksamerica.com, Brooke with an E, or btaradio.com, whichever works for you. Make sure you connect with me on Facebook and Twitter. I'm very active on Twitter. Email info at brooktalksamerica.com. If you'd like to partner with the show and be a sponsor, go ahead and email Go ahead and email me. And if you would like to donate, there is a donate button on the site. Make sure you can support conservative voices in whichever way and fashion that you can. You can listen to archive podcasts of this show on my website. And also I'm on Captain's America Third Watch every first and third Tuesday morning at 530 a.m. on this station, Salem Media Group, AM860, The Answer. And my podcast is available on iHeartRadio, Apple, Amazon, Spotify, and Podomatic. Also, I have an app which you can find in the Play Store. You can also go to the website and sign up to receive email alerts. So I am working on some articles um, which will be on the site, and I'll put them out on social media. But do be sure to check out my new weekly podcast feature, Friday Finance with Kevin K. This week we discussed the CPI and inflation, the IRS regulating crypto, and the BlackRock home buying activity that has many spun up. You're probably going to have a different opinion from him. But anyways, we take the week's financial news and make it simple and easy to understand, especially for people like me who don't know um, all that much about it. So let's get to the jelly. My guest today is Patrick K. O'Donnell, who is a combat historian, public speaker, and best-selling author of 12 books and scores of films and documentaries spanning the American Revolution to the Battle of Fallujah. He is a leading expert on America's elite and special operations units, a must for all military and American history lovers. You probably saw him recently on the awesome Memorial Day special on War Room Pandemic, but if you haven't, you really should, because it was... Very special. I also had a candidate for Washington's third, Joe Kent, on my show a few weeks ago, and uh, he was on that show talking about his um, beautiful wife, Shannon, and their story. So, plus, of course, you should listen to my Memorial Day special as well. 
just saying. So his latest book, Patrick's, is The Indispensables, The Diverse Soldier Mariners Who Shaped the Country, Formed the Navy, and Rode Washington Across the Delaware. An amazing story of grit, determination, and in fact, divine intervention. You can also, you can find him on Facebook and Twitter and his website, patrickkodonnell.com. That's two L's. And with that, welcome to the show, Patrick. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me on, Brooke. Appreciate Absolutely. So I was really so inspired. I mean, I watched that show twice and I could watch it more. I also love the show that he had with the general. So that them being on there, too, was just it was wonderful. And I suggest everybody watch it. But I you know, wanted to reach out to you because I thought that it was so important, you know, that with all the stuff that's going on in the country right now to talk about the true stories of the amazingly brave people who fought for our independence. You know, obviously they, in that story of, you know, the story of your book, there was divine intervention and you'll get into that. But, you know, as especially we just commemorated Memorial Day, you know, which represents so much sacrifice and pain for so many. I do what I do because I'm so grateful to be a free American woman, you know, and I know a lot of gold star families, people who've had traumatic injuries and from combat as well as veteran suicide, you know, and some of their family. Um, if people understood the cost of not only the cost of freedom, but also the cost of losing freedom, they would not be so quick to throw it away as the left seems intent on doing. And your book illustrates in detail so much of that service and sacrifice. I, you know, I think most people, uh, you know, when we used to say freedom isn't free, in many cases, I think people thought of that as sort of a trite throwaway saying. But in this digital age, yeah. it can be snuffed out instantly. And what people don't recognize is our founding is incredibly, it was so difficult. Yeah. The amount of sacrifice was enormous. And people take it for granted. And what the Indispensables book I wrote gets into that sacrifice, and it's it's unbelievable, Brooke. Um, you know, for instance, these are the men that rode Washington across the Delaware River. This is the Battle of Trenton, where it's, it's 1776, December. The entire country is falling apart. Politically, we're divided. We're suffering one military defeat after another. And Washington has to make a bold move uh-huh. and somehow change the course of history, and he attacks Trenton. But in order to attra- attack Trenton, he needs to get across the Delaware River, and that's not easy because on Christmas Day, we were hit with a nor'easter, uh-huh. and uh, it was snowing and sleeting, and the river was raging. Every attempt to cross that river failed that day and that night except for the men that were in those boats, the Marblehead men. Um, And that's really important. The operation nearly failed, Mm -hmm. and the country nearly failed as a result. But their skills brought us across. And, you know, I mean, the other thing people think about this, as they're marching in the snow, making their way to Trenton, which is about 12 miles away, they're leaving trails of blood Mm -hmm. because they don't even have shoes. Yeah. Okay. There's no tents. It's snowing. Can you can you imagine that? I mean, that's what it was like, though. Right. Uh, and these men were hungry, starving, um, but they do the impossible. And, and they the were just average people. I mean, they were av- farmers and business, you know, market merchants, business people trying to have freedom. They were. Uh, and what's interesting is they were 
They were diverse in several ways, too, though. The, the regiment right. that I talk about is from Marblehead, Massachusetts. This is about 16 or so miles as a crow flies from, Massachusetts, from Boston. It was the most, second most prosperous t- uh, port city in Boston. But the men in that regiment were rich and poor. Mm-hmm. And they were diverse in that sense, and they were diverse racially, too, because there were a lot of free African-Americans, Native Americans, some even some Hispanics that were in, in this group that are all fighting together as a team. And uh, they do the impossible many, many times. At Trenton, they, they march down the River Road, which parallels the Delaware River, and they surprise the Hessian garrison, but right. they— they're the the main. They're the they're they're sort of one of the main prongs that, um, without any orders, they attack a key bridge called the Assunpink Creek Bridge, and they seal the fate of the Hessian garrison, which is incredibly important. Um, it's a decisive blow to the crown, and they force the retru- They they force the surrender of Johann Rall, who's one of the greatest uh, Hessian commanders of the war. And they changed the course of history there. And they, they do it again in subsequent battles of, of Aspey Creek and Princeton. And then they do it again in something that's really not very well known. Yeah. Uh, in yeah. fact, I, I, I'm the first person to really document it. A Marbleheader, Dr. Nathaniel Bond. Explain what a Marbleheader pun- is, though. Why are, they so, why are they so significant? And what is their background experience? Background experience is they're they're fishermen right and they're, they're they're merchants they fish what's known as the grand banks which is arguably the most treacherous waters in the world this time still till to this day i mean mm-hmm. you when you go in a fishing boat and you're up there you're dealing with you know massive waves that could easily crush the boat and these men learn to work as a team together because life and death um decisions have to be made on the deck of a ship and um, they do that, even in the, even though many of these crews are are, are integrated, um, you know, racially, but they don't don't look at it that way. It's it's about you know trust and, and ability to work together as a team. They do that, um, but they're also some of the richest men in the colonies because of fishing and, and their trading. Mm. And in that sense, they they're very important too because they finance the war at the beginning. Okay, right. And they also bring in something that's really important. Most people don't know this, but in 1773-74, there was no there was no organic production of gunpowder in the colonies. It had been outsourced to India, or there had been royal decrees that had kind of banned it. And the British knew that, and they specifically tried to disarm us yeah. by taking away our powder supplies. And it's a it's the Marbleheaders that bring in the bulk of it at Lexington and Concord. These are the early battles and operations are all about trying to disarm the Americans. General Gage is actively trying to take away our powder sources. And the powder that was at Concord and the cannon were all primarily gathered by the Marbleheaders hmm. through their trading contacts in Spain. And our first foreign aid comes from Spain and uh, the relationships that the Marbleheaders forge with Spain are absolutely crucial. And, and very important. But, you know, within this story is really quite remarkable uh, about how the, these men saved the Continental Army multiple times. But the beginning of the war, 
before the war even begins, it's, it is a story that's really that will resonate with a lot of people because a lot of things in this book are current events. And there's mob violence, for instance. There's cancel culture. Disarmament, there's like political, you mentioned. Political division. Mm-hmm. And what's quite interesting, in 1773-74, the Marbleheaders bring back their fish and trade goods. They also bring back a deadly virus mm. that strikes Marblehead. And what it does is quite interesting. It divides the town politically between um, patriots or those that kind of believe in liberty and freedom in the teachings of John Locke and the loyalists that are loyal to the crown still. And the virus becomes politicized. And sound familiar? So, does that sound it. familiar at all? <laughs> yeah, I, you're right. <laughs> and uh, the, the, the Patriots have an, a unique solution. They try to they, they tr- come up with something called an inoculation hospital, and they try to use inoculation to, to quell the virus. And they build their own hospital for 2,000 pounds, which – 2,000 pounds sterling is enormous fortune at this time. Mm-hmm. They build the hospital. People are getting um, inoculated. Even the my main character, John Glover, is, his daughter is inoculated because she uh, nearly dies. Um, but the hospital, the, the, the loyalists use the hospital as, uh, for political means, and they, they organize a party of about 15 men to burn it to the ground, which they do. They burn the hospital to the ground with people inside it. Remarkably, nobody dies. That was, the the, that was the British who did that? It's the loyalists or, yes, yeah, who are okay. aligned with the British. Yeah, like out of the, like and in the movie The Patriot where they burn the church. There's the, Yeah, the, this, is a, this is a citizen against citizen. Most people don't realize that the American Revolution was a civil war. It was our first civil war. And neighbor was against neighbor. Yeah. And uh, here... They burn it to the ground, and the patriots in the town want to recover their money. They just lost 2,000 pounds, and plus people were almost killed. And the local sheriff arrests the perpetrators. And uh, what happens next is really pretty extraordinary. Okay, hold, the, um, hold that thought because we're coming, we're coming up on a break, and I want you to start there afterwards. You're listening to Brook Talks America. I'm your host, Brooke Says, here with Patrick K. O'Donnell, and we will be right back after the break. More Brook Talks America coming up. Welcome back to Brook Talks America with Brooke Says. Connect on Twitter at Brooke Talks USA. Here's Brooke Says. Welcome back to Brooke Talks America. I'm your host, Brooke Says. Make sure you check out Patrick Hyland at the Sports Zone Sundays at 11 a.m. on this station, AM860, The Answer. And do you need a tax preparer? Do you have rental properties? you need worksheets to help gather your information? Contact Deb Snyder at 727-424-4499 
or email her at debsnydertax at gmail.com. You can find her at the IRS, on the IRS directory of federal tax return preparers. Deb stays up to date by successfully completing the annual federal tax refresher course that covers filing season issues and tax law updates. And remember to tell her Brooke sent you. So I'm here back here with my um, guest, Patrick K. O'Donnell. We're talking about the Battle of Brooklyn in with the Marbleheaders during the Revolutionary War, you know, and one of the conversations that's happening right now in education is, is in education, refers to education because people are so upset over the teaching of critical race theory in the schools. And it's, you know, based on the 1619 project, I won't get into that so much as it is this, this foundational idea that America's a bad place because of the flaws and the imperfections of the founders of the country, which yes, did have slavery. And I believe it was illegal at the time to emancipate the slaves, which is one of the reasons that they didn't do it. But, that has inspired people like civil rights leader Bob Woodson to start the uh, 1776 project. So it's very interesting to see the backlash against this wokeness indoctrination. And in my opinion, like telling stories like what you do about the Marbleheaders and, and also brave individuals to include people like the slaves, you know, who risked everything in the Copa Ring. And if anybody hasn't seen the show, turn Washington spies, they really should. But I think that that things like that, you know, and and, um, Steve played the the video where the Chinese defector in Loudoun County talks about her experience under the Mao communism in China. That would help to bring us closer together, you know, and understand that this experience experiment in liberty and self-governance is a precious thing. It's the foundation of our constitutional republic and not be so quick to throw it away. Oh, absolutely. This. This group of Marbleheaders were also at the forefront of the civil rights movement before there even was a civil rights movement. See? They believed in the abolition of slavery. And many of the men that were in this group were also free African-Americans that fought freely for the cause. And uh, how many people know the story? Not too no, many. Not, not until this book was written. Yeah. Very few, if any. And, you know, it's very important because they were actively trying to get rid of slavery. Yeah. And, um, you know, they're a model in many ways for how a, an integrated mo- unit can can really do the impossible and, and do. Some have said is this is one of the greatest fighting units ever to go under American arms. And they did the impossible. If, for instance, you talked about the Battle of Brooklyn a few minutes ago. And this is a point where it's August 1776. And Washington Army, Washington's army has just been defeated at Brooklyn. I wrote a book called Washington's Immortals. Right. Washington's Immortals make they make an epic stand, which buys us an hour more precious to our freedom than any other. The epic stand allows us to retreat into fortifications at Brooklyn Heights, and then Washington has a decision to make: does he stand and fight the British, or does he escape? And he decides to wisely escape. But it's it's really mission impossible. He has to get across the East River which is a mile long, and he has to do it under the eyes of the British, which are attacking him. And that's really one of the most difficult military maneuvers to ever pull off, a river assault, an escape. Um, And it's the Marbleheaders that pull off this American Dunkirk. And um, they had it, a little help. Really, from the, they had a little help from the big guy upstairs, too, didn't they? With a little does. <laughs> and I'm going to get at that. Yeah. I mean, it's really amazing what goes on here. And you really have to look this. They the patriots at the time felt that the divine providence definitely the hand of god was there because the things that occur are unexplainable the um the retreat is the american dunkirk and everything rests upon 
the, the shoulders of the marbleheaders because they have to crew a, a motley assortment of like small boats and craft mm-hmm. to somehow get nearly 10,000 men across this river, which is swirling and raging that night. None of it's working, you know, according to plan. The wind doesn't cooperate initially in our favor. But here's where the hand of God does seem to seem to come into play. It doesn't cooperate that night for the British either. Yeah. If they are able to sail up the river as we're trying to cross it, they'll blow all the boats to smithereens. Mm-hmm. But the wind doesn't allow the British sails to go up the river. Uh, that's the first thing. Uh, secondly, what happens next is the um, the commander that was in charge of the evacuation initially tried to scrap the plan because the the tides and the currents were so bad in the river, but they couldn't find Washington that night. Another thing that occurred is a loyalist tried to tip off the British, that we were leaving instead of attacking. And that person, um, you know, according to legend, he could he ran into, it was an enslaved person that, that ran into several Hessian soldiers, and they spoke German. He, they couldn't understand mm-hmm. what he was trying to say, so that they didn't get up the chain of command in the right time. And then the next thing that's amazing is the wind suddenly changes. They're able to make several trips across the river, but as dawn comes, a a providential, as many say, fog sets in mm-hmm. and frames the movement of the boats so that the British can't see what's going on. It's amazing. Yeah. And the army is safe. And this is a point where, <clears throat> had that not happened, the whole war would have probably been over. Yeah. And Washington would have been captured. Well, there are so many stories like that, too. I mean, there are, there are stories of where a message didn't get through or someone dismissed it. They didn't see it in time. And there were, you know, there were the aspiring, as I said, there were a lot of things that have happened in the, you know, in the history of the country that show that, in my opinion, obviously, if you're an atheist, you don't believe it. But it does show that there's something very special about this country. And in spite of the imperfections, you know, because that's all they talk about is that, is that there is a divine nature. You know, this country is consecrated to God, which is why it's so important that we focus on that. But the the thing that's so crazy, like, that's happening now with all this CRT stuff is that you talk about the heroes. There were they're going after some of the statues last year during the riots and stuff of like black soldiers and the Frederick Douglass, you know, uh, emancipation memorial in Lafayette Square, which shows that half of these people that are out there marching in the streets against the country don't even really know. It's not really about civil rights or social justice. It's just about tearing down America itself with people that are that the, they supposedly care about being like collateral damage. But this is what I don't, you know, how do we combat that, like, no pun intended, in their hero stories if they're not even being taught in schools? I think this is where there's a couple things that are important. One, people connect not necessarily with names and dates. Correct. But they connect with stories that they can associate with. And what you see in the American Revolution is, is how ordinary individuals can change the course of history by the smallest thing. It's about human agency. It's it's about, you know, how, you know, somebody is at the right place at exactly the right time and they change things. And the stories are very interesting. It's about, in many cases, it's not about the great men or great women. It's about sort of ordinary people. Mm-hmm. That's what my books, they, they try to, they try to capture that. Right. So getting young people involved in their history, in the stories of their family history, for instance, or the, you know, the oral histories 
or the letters and diaries, the primary sources that are out there, I think really can capture the imagination as opposed to, you know, you've got to obviously teach traditional history, but you also can can get people immersed in, yeah. into the stories. And that's really important because we have some amazing history and people have amazing history in their own families. Right. If they dig a little deeper, you know. Yeah. Well, are you working with any, uh, we have a couple minutes left, are you working with any organizations to sort of push for the teaching of these stories in the school? I mean, the fact that we're even discussing the idea that we have to make sure that these stories are taught in schools is very upsetting because, it, you know, they should be already, but a lot of the core curriculum is being taken out under the false premise that it's racist, which is not, it's history. It is what it is. Two plus two it's, equals four, you know. It's so, ridiculous because yeah. there's a lot of, like, these. in my book, there's a lot of guys that were, you know, free African-Americans yeah. that do the impossible. Why isn't, we can teach that too. Right. And we can teach about the Native Americans that were involved in this. I mean, there's a lot. There's a lot here. It's right. not a it's, it's a very nuanced and interesting story. Right. It should not be treated. You should not be. Um, yeah. I mean, there's there's so many assumptions being made now. That's that's frightening. And yeah. I, I mean, because there's a richness. Granted, I mean, the, the thing is, there's you got to show history you know, warts and all, right. good and bad, the ugly, and the positive. It's it's not, you know, it's not a, uh, so. They don't want any of the positive. If, if they want to take over the country, they have to get rid of all of the positive. History is our, is the soul of our country. Uh-huh. And it has to be guarded and defended. Yeah. And the, the revolution has to be guarded and defended. Uh, another story in this book is, a, is my other founder is. We have about a minute left. The unknown founder is Elbridge Jerry. And that story is about power, and he understood it and how to diffuse it, which is exceptionally important in this day and age when power is concentrated in the hands of a few mm-hmm. and can affect many. Yeah. Well, that's what, you know, that's what War Room Pandemic always talks about is, is the, the, the deplorables, right? We're all the people. We are the people. I love Trump, but Trump is the figurehead for the people. So all of the people and the great thing, and you see this from the Loudoun County School Board uh, protesters, it's very diverse. So there is a very diverse coalition growing to oppose the, uh, you know, the takedown of America, which is amazing. So I want to thank you so much for coming on and bringing these amazing stories to out and make sure you everybody pick up Patrick's latest book, The Indispensables, the diverse soldier mariners who shaped the country, formed the Navy and rode Washington's uh, Washington across the Delaware, as well as his other ones like Washington's Immortals. Give me tomorrow about the Korean War. We were one uh, soldier to shoulder to shoulder with the Marines who took Fallujah and so many more there. The Korean War really uh, story really struck me, too. So and share them with your kids. You can find him on Twitter, Facebook and his website. And Patrick, thanks again for coming on. And we will catch up with you soon. Sounds good. Thanks a lot, Brooke. Take care. God bless. You're listening to Brooke Talks America. I'm your host, Brooke Says, and we will be right back after the break. More Brooke Talks America coming up. When 
I heard about a brainwashed man who hasn't taken his stinking face diaper off since the middle of 2020, making life miserable for his wife who has to smell him day after day after day, I thought it couldn't get any crazier than that. Boy, was I ever wrong. Hello, I'm Ron Edwards on today's page from the Edwards Notebook. When one thinks about how long little Dr. Fauci and others have been able to get away with allegedly pulling the wool over the eyes of possibly billions of people around the world, including all leftists here in the USA, it's amazing. And how the others have seemingly persuaded governments all over the world to use their positions to literally either persuade or bully citizens into receiving an experimental shot that some say will cause devastating negative effect. Of course, nine new billionaires who have uh, spearheaded this madness at corporations like Moderna and a major research facility in China are benefiting from a false narrative and many brainwashed citizens are now willing to support segregation and punishment against those who choose not to receive the experimental shots. This is more about crazy, stinking politics, not curing a scamdemic. Talk about high-tech segregation and crazy modern Nazism. Wake up, America. The republic you save may be your own. I'm Ron Edwards. Check out theronedwards.com. America with Brooke says connect by email info at brooktalksamerica.com. Here's Brooke says. Welcome back to Brooke Talks America. I'm your host, Brooke says. Oh my God, that was so awesome. Excellent Ron Edwards notebook about the demon dwarf Fauci for Gitmo. That's what I say. Fauci for Gitmo. This segment is brought to you by GDSM Productions Graphic Design. Since its inception in 1993, GDSM Productions clients have included many publicly held corporations as well as small and mid-sized startups. Creative expression through breathtaking design with over 25 years experience. Visit her Facebook page at GDSM Productions to get connected and get a quote on your next project. And remember to tell her Brooke sent And... Also check out the Patrick Highland on the Sports Zone Sundays at 11. So what happened this week? The Hindu Hillary and the delicious fall of Kamala. It's so funny. You have to understand, leftists, okay? The media builds you up. The same media will tear you down, smash your head with a stiletto, and pulverize you into dust. That's what's going to happen with her. With Fauci soon enough, as I called on May 10th, he's going down. They're all going down. So Kamala... Kamal, I just want to let you know, saying something different ways with different inflection does not change the word. So I want to let you hear Kamala talking about root causes. What we must do to address the root causes of migration, to address the root causes. The issue of root causes (laughs) is not going to be solved in one trip. To address the root causes as though it's something that can be dealt with overnight. To feel the effects of those root causes on our shores. And the root causes are based on the problems and the challenges that people are facing in countries like Guatemala, which is why I was there. We have to address the root causes. Root causes, root causes, the root causes. It doesn't change it, okay? You're supposed to go to the border, and you know that's why you're in Guatemala, because you're afraid to go to the border. And I don't. it's very interesting for me to see 
they uh, how Obama is running things, but they let you get up, get caught up in this immigration thing and get fall flat on your face. So I think that's very interesting. But this is CNN. I can't believe they're actually calling her out on this. This is Kamala calling out CNN. We have Vice President Harris just finishing her first international trip. Rough first foreign trip, taking criticism really from all sides here. We've been to the border. You haven't been to the border. Uh, and I haven't been to Europe. And I, I, mean, I, don't, I don't understand the point that you're making. The White House was not thrilled by that answer, a little bit confused as to why she handled it that way. Her bumpy answers to questions have left some administration officials quietly perplexed and for a very awkward answer. The uh, obvious discomfort with Lester's question, the nervous laughter there. Rocky first foreign trip for answers to questions, maybe even obvious questions. Those answers have White House insiders perplexed. Uh, it's hard to understand because this is a question that the administration's been dealing with for months. Do I declare this trip a success? Yes, I do. Here's what they're talking about, her interview with Lester Holt. We are going to the border. We've been to the border. So you, this whole this whole this whole thing about the border, we've been to the border. We've been to the border. You haven't been to the border. <laughs> I, and I haven't been to Europe. What I, mean, I don't I don't understand the point that you're making. What does that have to do with anything? Seriously. But this was the, this was another part. It's um, she goes. T- she's interviewing with the Univision person who's who's been fawning over her. But she's actually asking her legitimate questions, which I find bizarre. I've said I'm going to go to the border. And I, when are you going to the border, Vice President? The administration has asked. I'm not finished. <laughs> I've said I'm going to the border. And also, if we are going to deal with the problems at the border, we have to deal with the problems that cause people to go to the border, to flee to the border. And that is the root causes. So my first trip as Vice President of the United States was to go, in terms of a foreign trip, to Guatemala, to be on the ground there to address and to and to be informed of the root causes why are the people of Guatemala leaving i uh, i will keep you posted here's what i heard you know i thought about using uh cackling cankles hillary uh because you know she is but this really covers it best this is a clown coup between her and the kid sniffer in Europe, who no one is even talking to. They are laughing at us, and you can read one of my articles about China and Russia laughing at Biden. It's very sad for our country, okay? They know everybody in the world is probably freaking out saying, okay, I'll take a thousand mean tweets for one day of this nonsense because it's dangerous for freedom everywhere. The other thing that happened this week is the hero parents and teachers. Finally, I don't know what has, you know, caught taking them so long at the school board meetings, standing up for their kids, being propagandized, muzzled, and taught filth. Um, This is a, you probably have seen it. This is a hero teacher from Fairfax County talking about, talking against CRT. I'm a Fairfax County public school teacher, and I'm going to give a message of encouragement to parents and teachers and students who are too afraid to come and speak forward. Parents, the longer that you wait and you don't hold your child's schools accountable gives these guys more time to dictate what's best for your child's physical, mental, and emotional health. Don't be afraid to speak out for your kids because they are voiceless and they, and they rely on you. 
You should be afraid of them rooting for socialism by the time they get to middle school. Teachers, it may seem that our careers have come to a dead end, but I'm here to remind you we don't work for the school board. We work to mold the next generation of well-rounded American patriots. So don't give up because it is up to us. Students, you are on the front lines of these indoctrination camps. Challenge the staff when you are presented with a ludicrous statement and do not allow anybody to tell you that you cannot accomplish anything because of your skin color or to hate yourself because of your skin color. Students, it is up to you to be the next generation of victims or victors. And finally, to the board, this isn't over and your policies are just as... Nick Gothard, followed by Ryan... Yep, that's what's happening all over the country. And it's a very, as I mentioned earlier, it's a very diverse group that's doing this. And I want you to listen to the hero, Mark Robinson, Lieutenant Governor of North Carolina, telling us what we need to do. See, we've allowed freedom to move into lunacy. We've allowed freedom to move into absolute lunacy. The only way to stop it is to stand up and be courageous and say something about it. Not going to lay down and capitulate while this foolishness goes on. It's been too much, too much sacrifice and service in our past for us to be the generation that says, well, you know, I don't want them to say something bad about me. I don't want them to call me a homophobe and a bigot. So I'm going to just keep my mouth closed because I don't want no trouble. Imagine where you would be if somebody else didn't want no trouble. See, trouble is good. Trouble is good. Yeah, it is. It's good. Sometimes it's good to run dead into it because when freedom is at hand, when freedom is being threatened, it's a call. It's a call to run towards trouble. Time to run towards the trouble because it's found you and it's going to stay. Just for fun, because we like to have a little levity on the show, you should watch the video of the porculent propagandist, but we'll listen to Brian Stelter getting roasted on CNN. A I'd like to ask Brian to, on national television, admit he and his network are a bunch of liars about Donald Trump. This is Kevin in Princeton, Indiana. Good morning. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Stelter is the biggest minister of misinformation I have ever heard, and I'm a news junkie. He made the statement just a few minutes ago that he is uh, all the stories are always evolving. Yeah, his yeah. stories absolutely evolve. Brian Stelter. Thank you for the feedback. I appreciate it. Savannah, Georgia. Rick, good morning. You're next. Uh, yes, I was just wondering if you still feel like Michael Avenatti is the greatest thing in the world and should run for president of the United States. That's and funny. my suggestion, my suggestion is whatever CNN says. Do the opposite, and you'll be fine. Aurora, Indiana, this is Robert. Good morning. You're on with Brian Stelter. You know, CNN is just something that's it's a joke. It's a joke. This guy tells more lies, and Fox gives more news than CNN does in a what lie? Uh, what lie did I tell? Two years. It's nothing but lies. How delicious is that? I had to close out the segment on that. You're listening to Brooke Talks America. I'm your host, Brooke Says. We're coming back with Colonel Jim after the break. More Brooke Talks America coming up.
Welcome back to Brooke Talks America with Brooke Says. Check out the blog at brooktalksamerica.com. Here's Brooke Says. Welcome back to Brooke Talks America. I'm your host, Brooke Says. And remember, I pick all the music, and that's my funky Miami jams right there. Okay? All the music is mine. I like to mix it up. You're listening to Brook Talks America, and this is segment is brought to you by Barely Pod Furnishings in Crystal River, open Tuesday through Saturday, 10 to 3. They're a 3,000-square-foot store with unique home decor for making your house a home, including a large selection of American original art, glassware, and pottery. Get 20% off using code BTA20, and remember to tell her Brook sent you. Also, again, remember to check out Patrick Kyle in the Sports Zone, Sundays at 11 a.m. on this station. I'm here with my co-host, Colonel Jim Warshuk. He is the former deputy director for intelligence at U.S. Central Command, served on the White House National Security Council, currently serves as the Hillsborough County GOP chairman, and we're going to be breaking some news here on the show today, and is the first retired military officer in Florida to endorse Big Papa Trump. Do you have news for the HREC, Jim? Just you want to throw out there a little bit? Someone's coming to visit? Yeah, we are having our annual... We're having our annual dinner called the Lincoln Day Dinner. Those in the Republican circles know all about that. And our guest will be Marjorie Taylor Greene. Everybody knows who Marjorie Taylor Greene is. She's a spitfire out there. Yep. She says it like it is. She doesn't hold back. She calls rhinos rhinos. She calls the Democrats a lot Communist. of things. <laughs> Communists. She, is, she has been on fire. and Of course, she's been going on tour uh, on a regular basis with Matt Gates, who we've also had in the past. And I suspect Matt Gates will probably show up because he's friends of ours and he's he's a good friend of hers. So that's going to be on August 27th. More information to follow on that. And maybe some more, folks. We'll tell you in the future. Anyways, so the Keystone XL pi- Pipeline. We... Biden canceled the permits for America to be able to run that, but there's still oil in there. What's going on with that? Okay. Um, Not a lot of news on this, but I've got the articles, particularly industry articles that came out this week. But I want to highlight a couple things. Um, Back in January 20, on January 20th, they knew, this is the industry, that Biden was probably going to shut down the pipeline. And they talked about U.S. loses, Russia and China win with the Keystone XL pipeline. And we know why that is. We all remember a few weeks ago, Biden opened up the Nord steam pipeline, stream pipeline in in Europe to go from Russia to provide uh, oil to Western Europe, particularly Germany, and those, of course, at a premium for Russia and Putin and not for those countries. They have basically become dependent. And that was one of the things Donald Trump had fought against. So now he has canceled the China, or excuse me, the XL pipeline in the U.S. Guess where that oil is going? It is going to China. So that $1.87 gasoline you were paying a year ago, that cheap oil, low energy prices, it's going to cost you who knows how much more because now we've got to figure it out. And it's, it's, it's insane. This is what Biden, the communist, is doing. <laughs> and I guarantee you the reason he made this deal with China because they said, you know, Joe, we have stuff on you. And if you don't do this. Will reveal it. I guarantee you. You have to know. You have to th- believe there is a quid pro quo here. Jodis isn't going to do that for the heck of it. They have him scared. It's either between him and China or him and Hunter. But China's getting the oil. Sorry, America. 
the Biden regime has screwed you once again. And oh, by the way, we have the G7 summit going on this week. Guess what just happened a few hours ago? Joe Biden came out and agreed with the leaders of the G7 in Europe to end the coal industry in America. This is insane. Americans, you need to get the hell fired up. They are destroying this country. You are not going to have a job because there's not going to be energy for you to get your get in your car and go to work anywhere because your job's not going to exist because there's not going to be any energy. This is what's going on. And people need to wake up and get fired up and get angry. Yeah. And we were energy independent for the first time. And however, thanks to yeah. who? Donald, Donald Trump. Trump. That's right. You know, this is part of the Green New Deal. We'll have to see whether people are awakened enough where there's a I've mentioned this before there is a a page on Twitter that's called Biden voters posting their L's and a lot of people that hate Trump they were talking trash about Trump posting side by side with now they're all pissed off about what gas prices that's the common thread gas prices but it's also going to extend to everything else inputs higher inputs equal higher outputs guess what we already have inflation right CPI last uh, yesterday was 5%, 5%, highest in 29 years or whatever it is since 1992. So these are the kind of things. This is what you get when you vote for people like this. You either get freedom and energy independence or you get this kind of stuff. And compound that with higher food prices. All of it. All of it. All of it. If it costs you to make all the inputs that go into feeding the cow, transporting the cow, will go into the on the back end, which is preparing the cow. Exactly. Okay. So the Putin meeting with Biden, there's a re- there's an absolutely ridiculous cover. I can't remember. I think it's time with Biden with the aviators. I can't explain to you how much I hate the aviators. It's so stupid. He looks like he looks so ridiculous. You are not Tom Cruise in Top Gun. You were never flying a plane. Please stop. But he is with uh, it's with Biden on there. And oh, Biden stares down Putin. Read my article. Let me tell you, Putin is laughing at Biden. Legit. Absolutely. I want to touch on real quick because I'm going to talk about that. But the NATO summit that's going on now. And of course, false equivalency lies. As a career intelligence officer, I'm very familiar with what gets discussed with the NATO summits and other summits. So the U.S. goes in, and they're talking about the two greatest threats to the United States, climate change (laughs) and domestic terrorism from right-wing extremists. Seriously. You know, we used to talk about China, Russia, international terrorism. Those were the threats. Mm-hmm. Now this is what this is a lie. This people is a lie. They're making it up. It's BS. You need to pay attention. Okay. And look at the video of the the Russia training and the China training versus the woke idiocy of the United States Army training. It's it's it ought to make you scared and call you. And you need to be scared. Yes. You need to be really yes. scared. So okay. And the Austin me- is a disgrace. I'm sorry. Absolutely. So, as you were talking about Biden meeting with Putin, okay, right now, and most people didn't realize this, even though Donald Trump was extremely tough on Putin, our relations with Russia were a lot better. They're at the lowest point, really, in history. Um, um, he has a conversation with in Geneva coming he, up? He has that with Putin and everything about this. You know what he's going to talk to Putin about? Human rights in Russia. Are are we kidding? While we cozy up with China. While we cozy up with China. And and he's 
You know, he's saying he's going to take a stand to support the Europeans while Russia is sucking them dry with with the pipeline that they're going to do. This is such a farce. It is a joke and it is embarrassing for the United States. What's going on with the virus origin? Okay, more we, stuff coming out. We, we, there's more and more coming out, and we're watching this very closely. It every indication right there is that this was a matter of gain of function to create an actual um, weaponized virus. You know, it came from the lab in Wuhan. It didn't come from it didn't come from the um, the the uh, the, the wet, wet market. market. It didn't come from the bats. You know, 900 miles away, all the indications, you know, you're, if you've been following this in the news, particularly the conservative news, all that information is coming out. It's very close. The Chinese are scared on this because it's going to reveal what happened. This is this is extremely bad. So, you know, um, and, and also, the, the see, I look at it this way. They created a virus because what they really wanted to do was to get the jab out there. The, yes, uh, we the, talked about the, that. Yeah, you know. Because that is where the real danger is, because we don't know what's going to be injected into you. Get the virus, get people sick. Okay, we're going to give you this jab. Either way, you're, you're going to be in bad shape. You know, a lot of people have recovered. But this is Fauci. Fauci is an international criminal because he allowed the, the makeup of the virus to happen. He funded it. You know, out of U.S. taxpayer dollars, all that is now being revealed. And, you know, and what the, about Ray? Ray? Ray knew about this stuff and, and he did nothing. And with uh, the FBI. FBI director Ray, you know, we watched him testify this week. He's uh, he's scared because they knew mm. this was going on. And of course, uh, I hate to say I don't think anything will happen to him, just like all the rest. But the fact that uh, it's going to come out in, in the coming weeks that. This was a whole plan. And this goes all the way back to the Obama administration when they were doing um, gain-of-function testing. And I think there's going to be a link in there coming, uh, as we talked about with, with the, uh, the uh, vaccine to Bill Gates. You know, Bill Gates, Mr. Depopulation, mm-hmm. he had a hand in this. He's good friends with Fauci. I think it's all going to be revealed. Well, and there's a really creepy video. I mean, Zeke Emanuel has been involved with this. He's the guy that says, by the way, that you should everybody should die after 72. So there's a lot of stuff that is coming out right now. And people need to pay attention and contact your representatives. Okay, the only way that we're going to be able to fix any of this stuff is to go hammer people like you have Democrats like Joe Manchin and uh, Kirsten Sinema who are actually being sane and going against things like H.R. 1 and ending the filibuster and everything. But you have to get really active. Obviously, if these people are, you know, they're installed and they're there for at least three more years. But go, you have to get involved for 2022 because you can stop whatever they're going to do by ch- taking out the House and taking back the Senate. And we can actually do that if we get involved. So all these things that are happening, it's very embarrassing, but it's very frightening. I'm sorry, climate change is not the biggest threat. China is the biggest threat. Wake up. And we also try not to buy stuff from China as much as possible. We vote with our dollars, right? The first vote is at the ballot box. The second vote is with your dollar. You're listening to Brook Talks America. Thank you so much, Jim, as always. And stay tuned for more updates on what's going on there. You're listening to Brook Talks America. Make sure you download the podcast wherever you do that. Go to my Facebook. Go to my Twitter. Go to the website. And again, if you want to sponsor with the show, let me know. And there is a donate button if you'd like to go that route. See you next week.
You've been listening to Brooke Talks America with author, publisher, conservative advisor, and patriot. Brooke says, connect by email, info at brooktalksamerica.com. Connect on Twitter at Brooke Talks USA. And listen next Saturday night for more Brooke Talks America on AM 860, The Answer.